Welcome to the Mama Matters podcast. Whether you're expecting, you've recently given birth, or you're just starting along your fertility journey, it's time to get down to the nitty gritty and sort fact from fiction. I'm your host, Rosie Dumbrell, physiotherapist and pregnancy expert. Mama Matters aims to provide an easily digestible, up-to-date and evidence-based approach to pregnancy, birth and motherhood with a side dose of humour along the way. Interviews from the industry's leading experts and experience of my own adventures as a mother to three gorgeous boys under four. I want to share the stuff that helps to grow confidence throughout motherhood. Mama Matters is a podcast by Lenny Rose Active and this is what you can expect to hear in upcoming episodes. I've spoken to a few women recently and there's some actually some beautiful things coming out of this pandemic as well like the midwives were saying to this one particular woman that by not having visitors on the ward it just gave them more time to look after the mothers and to help with breastfeeding and allow them to kind of just have their shirts off and trying to organize their latch without their mother-in-law dropping in and all those extra visitors if you're in a shared room so there are some advantages hi ladies welcome back so great to be here i think as you can already tell i'm just loving being behind the microphone and being able to collate and bring uh, all of my amazing contacts in the pregnancy and women's health space just into one library of information so if you're enjoying what you're listening to please shout us out uh, with the hashtag mama matters you can also reach out if you have any requests or feedback over on my instagram which is at Lenny Rose Active or shoot us an email via the website at lennyroseactive.com.au. You guys probably have already uh, heard just how passionate uh, I am personally about really helping to bring women into wellness and confidence throughout the motherhood journey. And so it's really with such pleasure today that I introduce our guest, who is the amazing Sophie Walker of Australian Birth Stories. So if you haven't heard of Australian Birth Stories, it's a very large uh, collation of Australian women's birth stories, which Sophie's been collating for a couple of years. It's just the most beautiful collection of, you know, women's stories and sort of helping them to not only get their birth story out there, but just act as such a beautiful library and resource for women who are perhaps coming into pregnancy for the first time or who, you know, had a, a birth that they perhaps weren't as happy with and so have this beautiful resource to be able to to uh, call on to yeah, see the different sort of types of situations and scenarios that can happen. She also has a master's in public health and uh, a very strong interest in women's health as well as three beautiful boys and obviously having had three of her own births and it was the first of her births that really inspired her to want to educate herself on sort of how things can go differently and uh, through hypnobirthing in her second and third births had a very different experience. So I've got my birth stories over on there. I was really lucky to nab a spot. There's a really big wait list, but somehow managed to wrap Sophie uh, (laughs) into that. So you can actually listen to my episodes there too, with some really beautiful positive birth stories um, of my first two bubs. So yeah, without further ado, I'm really excited to bring to you today this interview with Sophie. So welcome, Sophie. Thank you so much for taking time to join us. Uh, Busy mum of three and uh, podcaster yourself of the amazing Australian birth story. So yeah, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I was just saying before we pressed record how um, 
pretty cool it is to have a little moment of peace and quiet. I know. <laughs> so we, yeah, we're so rare. Got, yeah, both got the three little boys, so it's a bit crazy. Yeah, I really value, and I'm sure our listeners will as well, just a little bit of, I guess, insight into the current situation around changes to antenatal care and support, given we are in the midst uh, a huge and unprecedented pandemic. And you know, you have such a wealth of knowledge on different types of births and a lot from your epic works of Australian birth stories, so many amazing birth stories that you've recorded over the last couple of years, as well as your own three births and your uh, history in public health. And in a recent chat to uh, Dr. Guy Skinner, who's a Melbourne-based obstetrician, we were talking about how only one support person is currently allowed at antenatal appointments and births in Australia. And this is a measure that's been taken to help protect healthcare workers and obviously stop the spread of COVID-19 as much as possible. He believes that having a partner there is not increasing the risk of spreading uh, as if we're cohabitating then, you know, if one partner's got the virus and the other one will too, but it's having that additional external support in the mix that increases the risk of spreading. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we've got uh, Avira Rom, who's an American medical doctor and midwife, and she started the movement or the hashtag I deserve birth support, which is gaining a little bit of traction. And, you know, I really can't help but feel pulled in the middle of these two. I think there's really a valid argument for both of these kind of points of view. And I'd just love to know where you sit with all of this. <laughs> yeah, well, it's definitely unprecedented. And I think it's so hard for pregnant women. Like there's so many unknowns in birth just going in without a pandemic. So adding all of this is really unnerving. And with things changing daily, really, almost, yeah, daily, um, it looks like does look like most hospitals, from what I've heard at the moment, are allowing just one person. So very sadly, a lot of people are having to cancel their bookings with doulas and particularly birth photographers, which is really, really devastating, I think particularly and that's kind of what I've got a passion for as well. But I think it is necessary from everything that I've read personally. I think it is necessary as devastating as as it is. I've done a few Mm. interviews recently with mothers that haven't been able to be there to support their daughters, which is robbing Mm. them of that opportunity to see their grandchild born is devastating. But I think, again, with a public health background, I think it's for the greater good of the community and we have to just take that on board at the moment, as sad as it is. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine, absolutely cannot imagine having to be in that position myself at the moment. And I really, really feel for women out there. But yes, as as you do say, it is very much, I guess we've kind of got to, you know, all get behind doing everything that we can to help stop the spread of the disease. And, you know, reducing the numbers, you know, in this situation is one way that we're hoping to be able to do that. So do you have any tips for a woman who is going into birth that is, you know, currently not able to access perhaps the same level of numbers of support or a different sort of, you know, they'll be going into birth with a different support system than perhaps they might have liked to. Um, Is there any sort of tips that you have for a woman to sort of help you know, still go into birth in a positive sense. Yeah, I think some really exciting um, fast shifts are happening. A lot of different organisations are putting their courses online. So I know there's um, Hypnobirth Australia, which is the course that I've undertaken, which I 
I'm a big um, supporter of. There's um, Calm Birth, She Births, lots of different organisations have quickly made their courses really accessible. So I think women need to just educate themselves as best they can. On the day, I mean, I'm a big believer of continuity of care, but really when it comes down to it in birth, it is all on you. So I think getting your mindset and educating yourself, you're going to be your greatest asset on the day. And I think you can probably attest to that yourself, sort of going into subsequent births, you need to yeah, do mind coaching, which again is challenging when everybody's anxious and unsure, but trying to just recenter yourself and focus on yeah, that, that special moment where you're going to be giving birth yourself. So having those toolkits yourself. And I think there are, yeah, plenty of great tools you can still utilize if your birth classes have been cancelled. I think I've spoken to a few women recently and there's some actually some beautiful things coming out of this pandemic as well. Like the midwives were saying to this one particular woman that by not having visitors on the ward, it just gave them more time to look after the mothers and to help with breastfeeding and allow them to kind of just have their shirts off and trying to organize their latch without their mother-in-law dropping in and all those extra visitors if you're in a shared room. So there are some advantages towards being secluded at this time and focusing on yourself and your baby and your partner. Yeah. Trying to think of the good bits as well. Yeah, and that just sort of brings to mind, you know, I think the more children I've had along the way, the more I've really craved that sort of, I guess, solace and sort of quiet time, alone time um, as a family bonding in the in the immediate period postpartum. And I think in Western world, we don't tend to do that very well. We tend to sort of, you know, just get back on our merry way. And, you know, in Eastern cultures, a, a woman is, you know, very much confined to her home and, you know, might have a lot of people helping her out, but they're certainly, you know, they are staying at home and they're not having a lot of visitors other than, you know, immediate family helping with chores and things like that. Um, And I think, you know, maybe that's another positive takeaway is that, you know, you really can nest and spend that time just really with your immediate family and your baby. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I know. I think, yeah, there's definite pros and it's sort of an enforced confinement, at least 40 days for every woman now. And there's lots of good research on why that's great for you. There are some Mm. things that I am a bit more concerned about and that sort of midwives and yeah, all those subsequent appointments that you usually have in your home with your midwife, they're Mm. all being changed. And I think they're depending on what state you're in and what hospital, but I've had a few accounts of they've just been over the phone, which is a little bit daunting, especially for first-time mums. So making sure we still bridge that gap and support women sort of mentally and physically through that recovery, that's going to be a real uh, challenge at the moment, I think. And we'll have to rely on our friends and and other mothers to help fill that gap where where you're having less face-to-face contact with a support staff person. Mm, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, hopefully they could look at doing it sort of more over Zoom as opposed to just a phone call. It doesn't really have the same kind of effect, does it? Yeah. If you're not sort of, yeah, kind of eyeballing someone. Yeah. But, and um, like episiotomies and watching for a latch and jaundice and things like that. They're the kind of things that I'm a bit worried about at the moment, but everyone's mm-hmm. learning on their feet. And I think I'm sure the midwives and um, all the healthcare providers are working on on kind of surrounding women in that time and and making sure that nobody falls through the cracks. But it is, yeah, everybody's pushed for time and, and adapting quickly. 
Mm, I know that um, I've been speaking with the the amazing Jan Ireland, who I'm sure you know of from Mama. Yeah. Um, but they're talking about adapting some of their services to online and some a couple of programs, especially around training your support person to assist in the birth and in the supporting you sort of through that postpartum period as well. And so that's a nice little segue into one question, which I'm just going to put you on the spot with. Okay. <laughs> um, but do you have any tips for, I guess, support people or how a woman can, you know, get their partner uh, a little more involved and I guess upskilled for assisting them through the labour and birth uh, process. Yeah, I think now is definitely not the time to be winging it on the day if you've just got one person and you're putting all your eggs in that basket. I think you definitely need to get them on board with with whatever birth mode or whichever course you're kind of aligned with. So say you want to do hypnobirth, then it's really important that you share those techniques with them and practice them ahead of time. And I think, yeah, doing things like touch massage was not something I wanted to have in my labor, but maybe try it in the prep and say, these are different, sort of equip them with a toolkit so they're not lost and confused when it's all happening that they they go, oh, okay, we've talked about, you know, lower back pressure and maybe I could try doing, you know, a cold face wash or things like that, but have them educated and definitely don't let them fly in blind. Now's the time to train them up and and really talk to them about your preferences so you're on the same page. Yeah, 100%. I think the the whole uh, preferences or, you know, we can all go in with, I guess, an ideal birth plan or scenario, but, you know, really we want to look at what what we prefer and what we sort of uh, want our partner to advocate for us, you know, in those perhaps moments where we're kind of too consumed to do that yeah, for ourselves. Definitely. But, you know, that, that support person really is your advocate for your wishes and for making sure that, you know, things are communicated well and you are going through each step of the process, I guess, informed about the whys and the whats rather than just sort of, you know, yeah, flying blind. So, you know, I think that's really, really key as well yeah. is, you know, that they they step up to that role too. And definitely in hypnobirthing um, and calm birthing, they really do encourage, you know, that sort of togetherness with the, with the planning and with, you know, advocating for what, what it is that you desire. So, yeah, really, really great tips there. Thanks, Sophie. Sorry. You also have an amazing support package for postpartum that you released oh, it's a little almost a year ago yeah, now yeah, isn't it? yeah 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 and it's been in collaboration with some of Melbourne's most amazing women's health specialists can you tell us a little bit more about this yeah so I went around to um, healthcare providers that I've used myself in my most recent recovery and interviewed them about how to best equip yourself for the early stages of postpartum so we I've talked to lactation consultants pelvic floor physios a psychologist who specializes in post and antenatal depression and anxiety and talked through all the key issues and um, sort of trigger points for different things and it's it's quite timely now when you've got less access face-to-face to these people that yeah, you can just download these and listen to them like a podcast. So I've got two series now and all together there's 11 interviews with healthcare professionals and the second series talks about a variety of things like um, postnatal depletion, how to mm. replenish your body and then even sex after, after having a baby. So lots of different topics that have definitely been topical with my audience and I've received questions from my my sort of community and taken them to the experts. So it's a beautiful package for anyone who's interested in downloading and getting themselves in the postnatal 
kind of recovery mindset. Oh, that's amazing. Whereabouts can they access that? Just on your website? Yeah, just at australianbirthstories.com. All the links are on there and um, I'm on Instagram at australianbirthstories um, with lots of sort of inspirational images and different um, bits of information there. So if people want to have a look there as well. Yeah, it's so funny. I was a couple of weeks ago, obviously, before all the restrictions um, came in place, I was walking at the beach, bowing heads with my kids and randomly bumped into a, a pregnant lady who was a stranger. And somehow we got talking about Australian birth stories <laughs> because, I, you know, I was asking her about you know, it, was not, it wasn't too long before she was about to have a baby anyway. And like, what are you doing to prepare? And I was like, make sure. And she's like, I'm already listening to Aww. it. And I was like, oh, my God, make sure you listen to my story because you want to listen to positive births and I've got some great ones. And she was like, oh, great. And, yeah, it was it was really cool. Oh, so, so nice. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, you're doing such a great thing. And, yeah, I hope, I hope that you uh, I hope that you know that. And there's so many grateful women out there that, that have this beautiful resource that they can draw. And I think now more than ever, you know we all need to support each other and yeah what a wonderful resource women have access to through your amazing podcast so thanks so much for for joining us and for doing all the amazing things that you're doing and for your insight into this you know really important and topical area oh thanks so much rosie it was lovely to chat so so lovely to chat to Sophie and such important work that she's doing over on Australian Birth Stories. So I highly recommend you listen to her podcast. And in fact, I just I just was looking at her website today, and one of the most recent uh, birth stories is a positive COVID nineteen story, and really really worth a listen. So you can find her over at australianbirthstories.com. Her Instagram is at australianbirthstories. And I will pop those in the show notes, but you can also find her postpartum package available on the website too, uh, as she said, which collates all of uh, Melbourne's most amazing practitioners and some advice in a series format. So a really beautiful online, easily consumable resource that she's collated there for you. So uh, thanks so much for joining us. If you are enjoying what you're listening to, please shout us out with the hashtag Mama Matters. If there's anything in particular that you'd like us to cover or a person of interest that you'd like us to interview, we are so, so interested in having your voice heard. So please send us a DM or contact me via my website, which is lennyroseactive.com.au and we'll be chatting again soon. Have a great day, mamas. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Lenny Rose Active, Australian-owned, three-times mum and physiotherapist-designed Lux Active and Technical Wear for the Pregnancy to Motherhood Journey. You can find us on lennyroseactive.com.au or on Instagram at lennyroseactive.